Welcome to Mountain View Church Audio, coming to you from the Wilderness City, Whitehorse, Yukon. We strive to introduce people to Jesus through scripture, biblical instruction, and prayer with authenticity and vibrancy. You don't need to know anything about the Bible. Just sit back, relax, and let God do the rest. When the Israelites left Egypt, they thought it was going to be a fairly quick route through the wilderness into the land God had promised. Uh, Unfortunately, it ended up being a long, long journey. Scholars tell us that the estimated time would have been about 11 days for them to navigate from where they left and where they were going. And yeah, through a lot of really difficult situation and circumstances, uh, they ended up staying a lot longer. Now, when the church shut down in March of 2020, we all thought it was going to be a quick route through the pandemic and kind of our wilderness experience. Scientists at the time estimated 21 days to flatten the curve, then we'll be back to life as normal, things will be thriving, it'll be perfect. All will be well. Well, that didn't happen. We're still kind of coming out of it. It, There's still residual stuff that we're dealing with two years later. And so this is where we're going to actually camp out for the next four weeks. We're going to unpack the baggage that we've carried and the, the, the conflicts we've had, the confusion, the polarization. We're going to unpack it all. And it's going to be good for us because we're going to have a look at this wilderness season that we've kind of worked our way through. And we're going to look at what we can learn. Now, Not just as a church, but for us individually, uh, maybe as friends and family groups, uh, this is going to be good for us. Now, some of you, I totally realize that when I'm talking about COVID and pandemic and all this stuff, some of you are already triggered. Uh, Some of you are terrified still. You're, You're afraid. You hear anything to do with the virus and you are still so, so filled with fear and anxiety. And I get it. It's okay. Some of you were triggered towards anger. You're just downright mad that I even mentioned COVID or the pandemic. And it stirs something really aggressive inside of you. I get it. That is totally valid as well. Some of you, uh, you're just downright exhausted. You're hearing kind of COVID pandemic. You just check right out. You are so tired of it all. You just kind of withdraw from the whole thing. And that's okay. That's also a valid emotion. All of this is valid. We've all felt it from time to time and and, and some of us are feeling it still. And I would tell you and, and suggest to you that if you're feeling some of these emotions, you are actually in the perfect place you need to be to go through this four week journey to unpack all this stuff. Numbers chapter 13, verse one to two. Spies sent into Canaan. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. Numbers chapter 13, verse 17 to 20. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. 
Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Today, we're going to start a new series titled Leaving the Wilderness. And we're going to be studying the Israelites' exit from the wilderness. And we're going to be looking at the hard lessons that they learned. And uh, we're going to parallel it to some of the lessons that we've learned in our wilderness season over the past two years and the things we've learned. And again, this is going to be an important moment for us as a church and for you as an individual. Now, over the next month, we will achieve four goals. Uh, First, we're going to acknowledge the pain of the past two years. Next, we're going to allow God to heal our wounds, the difficult things that we've gone through, the residual damage that's been done in our heart and mind, and we're going to allow God to heal that. And, And this is so that we can assess the road ahead of us and aim for a healthy, unified future. So to get us started, we're actually going to look at Numbers 13. And if you don't know how to look it up in a print Bible, there is a table of contents. You can look it up there. We're going to get to Numbers 13. If you have a mobile device, tablet, you can just download a Bible app and uh, search Numbers 13 and you'll get right there. I'm going to read, uh, start off by reading uh, verses 25 to 32. In the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kedesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, we come to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out saying, the land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. Okay, let's pause there. Now let's turn over to uh, chapter 14, and I just want to read a few verses there. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword. Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation and the people of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. 
and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So as a result here, we have this situation where uh, the, the spies go out. There's 12 of them and uh, 10 of them come back with a really scary report saying, hey, we can't do this. And, and they kind of hype up the congregation. The congregation says, ah, let's go back to Egypt, which is where they were in slavery, by the way. But Caleb and Joshua, two of the spies are actually in a place where they're like, hey, this, we can do this. Don't be afraid. God's with us. Let's go. God's promised us this land. He's, it, we, can, we can achieve this. We, we see that fear actually kept them in the wilderness and pointed them back to the bondage of Egypt when faith could have led them out of the wilderness and pointed them forward to the promise of God. I'm going to say that one more time. Faith kept them in the wilderness and pointed them back to the bondage of Egypt, but faith could have led them out and pointed them forward to the promise of God. This is their problem. And what's very interesting for us to note here is that the, the desire becomes for what's familiar, even though it was terrible. Like bondage in, in Egypt, are you kidding me? That's a terrible place to go. They're like, oh, we should have died there. We should have died in the wilderness. And they're saying, you know what? Let's choose a new leader and, and let's just go back there. Going back there, at least we were familiar. At least we knew the fear. At least we knew uh, the abuse, the bondage, the slavery. We knew that. We don't know what's coming. The unknown is too scary. We are afraid of what might come. And Caleb and Joshua are the only two that are like, wait a second. We, we can do this. We just need to have faith. We need to let God guide us toward uh, where he's been with us the whole time. Do you not remember what, the, what he's done? Come on, people. And they're at a crisis point. And really because of this, they end up in a, a terrible situation. Israel ends up having to travel the wilderness for years and years and years and years until all the adults above 20 die. And God's like, fine, this generation doesn't want the promise. We'll leave it to the next generation to lead us through. And he says, Caleb and Joshua, you guys, you guys will get to see it because you guys had faith. Now, let's look at this related to us, right? For a moment, let's, let's stop and have a look. Now, we have been in a wilderness experience, as we've already talked about, over the past two years. Um, not as terrible as bondage of Egypt, maybe, and, you know, all, all the stuff that the Israelites went through. But it tormented us. It, it was actually really difficult for a lot of people. There, there's all sorts of things that happened. And this wilderness that we went through, it was social, it was societal, uh, it was psychological, and it was political. And... and there was a lot of things that took place. There's a lot of uh, abuse and suicide and substance abuse and a lot of subsequent problems that came in the, in the past two years, as well as just the things related to health and all the health concerns that happened. 
But it's been exhausting. And, and while we've been walking through this, this wilderness, there's certain things uh, that have came about. And, and part of it are kind of our own creating as human beings. And if you'd allow me to, I would like to walk you through what this wilderness has looked, up, it looked like and how it got so ramped up. If you look here uh, on the screen, you'll see that uh, this is the wilderness we need to leave. Today, this week, this month, we, we need to get out of this. We have been bombarded with fear through confusion, isolation, polarization. And, and I want you to look at this from left to right, because this is our fear-driven wilderness that's, that's hitting us in the past couple years. Now, on the very far left, you will see uh, the super fill-in-the-blank. Now, this can be any hot-button topic, any issue you pick. All right, I'm not just talking about COVID. We're going to talk about all sorts of different things that have come up. But these are the people that are all about it and, and they can't stop talking about it. They want to do everything about it. They're just so excited, so ramped up to, to just cling on to whatever the hot button issue is. Then there is the pro. They're kind of for whatever's happening at the time. They're for this hot button topic or this thing that needs to happen or this big crisis that needs to happen. Um, but they're not in the super category of fill in the blank there. Uh, they're just for it. Now, in the middle, we have no idea about fill in the blank. Whatever the hot button t topic is, they're just so confused and they're so frustrated. They're just like, I don't even know. I, they just kind of check out. They're apathetic. Like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it from the left or the right. I, don't, I just don't care. I just want out of this. I, I have no idea what to think. I am so frustrated and confused. Now, on the other side, we have hesitant fill in the blank. And again, you can fill in the hot button topic. And they're not fully against it. They just have a lot of questions that aren't answered. And they're hesitant and fully embracing whatever the hot button topic is. But then there's anti fill in the blank. Now, anti fill in the blank, total opposite of the super fill in the blank. And they are absolutely against, fundamentally against, they can't stop talking about how they hate whatever hot button topic it is. And, and they kind of make it their mission to be against any, any hot button issue that's there. Now, again, you'll notice that I did not fill in the blank because it really didn't matter. It, what started with COVID became all sorts of stuff and it just continues, it actually continues today. And we have set up wilderness encampments over a number of these issues. Now I'm going to list them out for you. Okay, here's, here's just a sampling of what we have uh, decided to encamp about. This is our wilderness experience. Okay, we have COVID, we have masks, we have vaccines, we have government mandates, we have freedom of choice, we have freedom of speech, we have freedom of religion. Or let's go with some characters that have become extremely uh, polarizing. Let's talk about Donald Trump. Let's talk about Justin Trudeau. How about Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos? How about Elon Musk? And if those aren't polarizing enough, let's talk about some other hot button topics like climate change, electric vehicles, or how about Black Lives Matter? How about All Lives Ma Matter? How about LGBTQ? How about trans rights, trans education, trans sports? If that's not big enough, we can always move to the war, Ukraine or Russia. And speaking of war, we might as well include guns because there's gun control, gun violence, gun rights. And most recently, we've dove back into the whole abortion debate. And you know what? Here's the thing. I have probably left out a dozen or more. And you're probably sitting there thinking, mm, Jeremy, you know what? You didn't mention this or this or this or this. Those were actually pretty crazy. And, and you're right. I just took what was off the top of my head and wrote them down. 
Think about this list that, that I've just laid out to you. Or maybe the, only thing, the thing you're thinking about now. And for a moment, I'm going to put the list back up. And here it is. Take a moment to fill in your blank on one of those issues. Where do you sit? And maybe you're like, I don't sit in any of these. You know, you can't categorize me. Okay, fine. Don't play the game. But for a moment, just try. Pick one of those issues. And just pick COVID maybe. Or masks or vaccines. Those were the top ones that kind of launched this whole thing. And place yourself. Where do you sit? You probably sit somewhere. Allow this little bit of open time to kind of ask the question, okay, where do I sit? Where have I encamped? Where have I kind of dug myself a little hole? Where do I find myself? Now I get it. You've kind of looked at that little diagram and okay, it's been a struggle, but maybe you've placed yourself there and that's a good thing. Because if you're able to fit yourself in there, it takes honesty, it takes humility, but it's helpful. Because once we realize where we're encamped or where we're pulled, and we're all pulled somewhere, okay, that can start to open up to us where our fear may be stemming from. Because fear encamps us there on some level. And so how does it keep us there? How does it keep us in this wilderness? Well, we'll check this out. We, now when I say we, I mean media and all the unhealthy conversations we have, because we all have them. We convince ourselves that the others, the people who don't think like us, they live on the extremes of any and all these issues. Okay, I've circled them up there, right? The super and the anti on whatever issue it is. And we push and place the opposing side into the fringe then we vilify them. This is what we're doing. Uh, The media does it for us, but we're really empowering the media, right? We're scrolling through the social, we're watching the news, and we're talking about it, and we're ramping it up, and and we're the ones that are kind of uh, looking at whoever is opposed to us, who's the person who we don't agree with, and we shove them to the fringe. We either make them anti, we make them super, and, and then we're like, oh, no, I'm not the crazy one. It's all them. They're the crazy ones. And we, and we vilify them. We turn them into villains. Who's ever opposed to us? But here's what I'll tell you. After having, after having hundreds of conversations, hundreds and hundreds of conversations over two years with people in all spectrum, and let me tell you, as a pastor, you get calls, you never know who's going to be on the phone. And when you're a pastor, right, there's some of this end time stuff that fits in. People, you know, see stuff in the news or they're feeling certain things and they want to ask your opinion spiritually. What does it mean? And, and so I get a lot of kind of deep, dark questions sometimes from the, the far left and the far right. And they want my opinion. I have to be careful because I have to navigate these conversations. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I need you to know is that the majority, the vast majority, like 98%, 98% of the people, do you know where they are? They're in the middle. 98% of the conversations I've had, they're living in the middle. They're not on the fringe. Some are, I don't deny it, but most, the majority, the vast majority of us are trying to sort it all out, fight it all out, try to come to grips in the middle. And and what's fascinating is on the left and the right, we're all just as confused. We wish we had more answers. Uh, We wish things were different. 
We wish it didn't take so long. There's, there's no one that likes this. There's really no one that I'm talking to that's like, oh man, the past two years has been amazing. Everyone believes it's been the worst, but everyone has different ideas on how we should get through it. Now, I want to be open for a moment that all of us are, are pulled in a direction. And, and a full disclosure, just so you know, I just want to be vulnerable with you guys. I, those who know me already know, I, I can get pulled to the right. I can get pulled hard. Over the past two years, there has definitely been a few rabbit holes that I have looked down and I thought I saw a big juicy carrot at the end and I had to resist. Like, no, you're not gonna do that Google search. No, you're not gonna look into that conspiracy theory. No, you're not, you're not gonna do that, Jeremy, because I'm, I'm pulled in that direction. I don't know what it is about how I'm wired, maybe my background, my upbringing, whatever it is, that's the direction I'm pulled. And, and so I know that the enemy wants to pull me to the fringe and wants to isolate me and cause me to vilify other people. And I feel that tension because I'm human. And I'm sure some of you have felt that tension as well. You've been at that point a couple of times. Where you're like, oh, I'm getting pulled down a rabbit hole here. I need to run away. I need to get away from this. And it almost feels like we can't. But remember, it's the fear that drives us to these extremes, folks. You know, that's how the fear keeps us this kind of social, societal, psychological, political, this journey, no matter what issue it is, any of the things I listed, fear just pounds on us. It just keeps us in. Stay isolated. You're right. They're wrong. You're right. They're wrong. And it goes on and on and the enemy pounds us with it. But no more. No more. We need to make a decision today to leave uh, this wilderness. We need to leave as individuals and we need to leave as a church. Mountain View Church, we, need, we are like, we're done. We're leaving. And, and how do we do that? Well, it takes faith. I think the answers are in scripture. I think Caleb and Joshua, uh, you know, were clinging to God's promise. They were focused on, on God. They were focused on heavenly things. And what we need to realize is that fear will keep us in the wilderness and pull us back into slavery as well. That the fear will drive us back into the, the slavery, the bondage of polarization and isolation. But the faith Faith will lead us out of the wilderness and point us to God's promise of eternity. When we're in eternity, then we have a heavenly mindset. Or if we can place ourselves there and put our mindset there, we can look at our earthly situation and say, wait, 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 wait. There's so much more for us to have here. There is a greater purpose. There's a greater plan. I can't get bogged down in this again. I got to leave this wilderness. But if we have an earthly mindset, it's just going to perpetuate. And so how do we get out of this wilderness? How are we going to get out of here? Well, Here's the thing. Um, thankfully, right, we live in a more fulfilled time than Joshua and Caleb. We actually have the entirety of scripture, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and so we have more, this more fulfilled time, the fulfillment of scripture, and that we have seen God's promise through Jesus. We've, we have it. So in John's, John 14, verse 23, here's what Jesus says. This is so awesome. It, it says, uh, Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. Father loves you. God loves you. So beautiful. 
he will keep my word and my father will love him. And check this out. And we will come to him or her and we will make our home with him or her. Don't let that pass. Don't let that pass. Check this out. You have to listen to these words. We will come to him, the father and the son, this beautiful Trinity moment here with Jesus' words and make our home with them. We leave the wilderness and and we find a home in Jesus. Jesus is like our promised land, right? It's our home and it's found in Jesus. And, And when this world, this wilderness world bombards us with that fear, confusion, polarization, division, when it we're getting bombarded, we we've got to bring Jesus into focus. Jesus needs to be the focus. We abide in him, right? We, we dwell in him. We focus on him. And whenever we're pulled to the fringe, whenever we're pulled down a rabbit hole, whenever we want to vilify the other side, or the right or the left, we need to say, whoa, 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 nope, Jesus, I need you. I'm getting lost again. I'm heading back into the wilderness and I don't need to be there. Jesus, I need you. I want you, you know, help me. And we need to focus back on Jesus. God's promises through Jesus that freedom is there. No more bondage. Faith is there. No more fear. Jesus is the center. And, and I want you to check this out. Uh, if we can get there as individuals, if we can get there as individuals, as a church, oh my goodness, our church will be amazing. Uh, uh, imagine after two years of so many uncomfortable conversations, imagine us unified, so centered on Jesus that all these fringe things don't matter anymore. The encampments are just done and we're loving and serving each other because then what happens, right? From our love, it pours out of these, this, this church. And then all of a sudden we're impacting the world. And I get it. There's still going to be people that disagree with us or disagree with you. You're, you're not going to have all the same opinions. I will. I won't have all the same opinions you do. That's fine. But when Jesus is the center, if our love for Jesus and one another is center, then, then those can be secondary. We, we, because the fear wants to make them primary, but when our faith in Jesus, okay, well, no, Jesus is primary. And then the world looks at that and said, hey, look, I don't, I don't agree with you, maybe. I don't fully see where you're coming from, but you have a peace. You have a love and a joy that I want. I haven't seen this in years, but you have it. Where are you getting it? How can you do that? How can you disagree with me and love me? How does that work? Because in this world, that's not the way it works right? This world tells us that no, to love, you, you basically, you know, accept everything someone says and that's how you do it. But well, how can you disagree and still love someone? How does that work? Because in this world, in this wilderness, that's crazy. But imagine what'll happen if we can get there. I want to leave you with a small quote by evangelist Billy Graham, who said something that we really need to cling to in this season. He said, we have to stand in the middle to preach to all people, the right and the left. I'm going to say that again. We have to stand in the middle to preach to all people. And, this, and preaching through our words, our actions, our behaviors, multiple ways to preach the gospel, to give and share the message of Jesus. We need to stand in the middle, preach to all people, the right and the left. Will I make a conscious choice today to have faith in Jesus and leave the wilderness of fear? Am I going to do that? Are you going to do that? And if so, okay, how will I recenter my life on Jesus? How will I leave the wilderness and recommit my life to, to Christ? Okay, I'm going to read that one more time. How will I recenter my life on Jesus today? 
And how will I make a choice to leave the wilderness and recommit my life to Christ? Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, well, what action can I take today? What does this really mean? For some of you, you just landed here and you, you totally understand the past few years. You know uh, the fear of it all, the anger of it all. You, you're like, wow, I, I hear you. It's been terrible. But for the first time, you're like, wait a second, though. I, I understand what you're saying about Jesus now. And I'm seeing that I've tried a lot of things to get out of this wilderness, but I have not tried Jesus. And today I want to try Jesus. And if you want to give your life to Jesus, in a moment, we're going to pray and you can do that. You can start. Your, your first step is I'm focused on Jesus. But for some of you, some of you, you you've had Jesus and he's been there and, and it's a personal decision, but you have not actually made it public. And maybe for you, the next step is baptism. Scripture tells us that we, we believe and we're baptized. Baptism doesn't help us like on an eternal sense. It's just water, but it's the outward sign. But for witnesses to say, I belong to Jesus, I will follow Jesus. And, and that action, right, going in the water, I am dead to myself and I am alive and I'm a new creation in Christ. And maybe for you, uh, you know, if you're here in Whitehorse, we can make that happen. Or in the Yukon, we can make that happen. You know, we'll get there. But maybe you live elsewhere and you're just watching this. Well, I'm telling you, you can uh, contact a church and a pastor and say, hey, I, I belong to Jesus, but I haven't been baptized. I'm ready to make that outward step. I'm, I'm leaving the wilderness and, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to declare it publicly through baptism. But maybe others of you, uh, you know, let's face it. You haven't done too much for two years. You believe in Jesus, you've publicly declared it, you know, through baptism, and you were even a part of the church for a while, and you served, and you were a part of Bible studies, or prayer meetings, or community groups, and you were totally involved, but COVID, right, you, at the start of that, you kind of, you shuffled away, as we all did, but then you got so used to it, that you just been there. And you don't remember the last time that you ever were in a group with someone praying and discussing scripture and discussing faith and spirituality, your relationship with Jesus. You don't remember the last time. Been way over two years. What are you waiting for? Take the step. It's time. Leave the wilderness. But for others, you, you've been given gifts and abilities, spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit, and it's been two years since you ever used them. What's the deal? It's time, leave the wilderness. Use the gifts, uh, use the abilities learned and, and some of the natural, wonderful gifts that you have. How are you using them for our church? How are you using them for the gospel? Or are you just keeping yourself? It's time to get off the couch. It's time to move. Now, again, I don't know what it looks like, but, but there is something about making a decision. We can't just say, oh, I'm all in and not actually do anything. Right? Because remember what Jesus said. He said, those who love me and who follow my word. Right? His word, his teaching, what he taught us through the scriptures, which is active. It's not just about sitting home and believing. It's really honestly not just about watching a service on, on the screen. It's great. We've done it. You've done it. You're maybe doing it now. But it's not. It's, there's more than that. We have to do more, go more, be more. That's what Jesus tells us to do. We're called to serve. We're called to gather together. Sure, small groups, your family, friends. I'm okay with that. I'm not saying it has to be lots of people. But if you're not serving, if you're not gathering, what's going on? Why? And I would suggest to you that maybe that's a key piece. And maybe this is offensive to you, but maybe this is a key piece. Why are you still in the wilderness? 
You got to get out. Join the mission. Join Jesus' plan and purpose. Be a Caleb, be a Joshua. We're, we're acting, we're moving. We're going in, we're going for it. We are leaving the fear and embracing the faith. We're leaving the bondage, embracing freedom. Today's the day. Let's pray. Father, give us here at Mountain View, give us the heart of Caleb and Joshua. Give us a faithful heart, a brave heart, a courageous heart. Father, if there's someone here listening to this and they have never given their life to you, they've never accepted your promise and plan given through Jesus. Father, may they admit that they're sinners and they can't earn or work their way to you. Father, help them admit that, that, that they, they can't get out of this wilderness on their own and that they need you and need your son, Jesus. I pray that right now through your Holy Spirit, we ask in Jesus' name that they would give their lives to you and they would start a new life in Jesus. Father, we understand that he died on the cross for our sin and made a way for us to access you, removed our sin, but then the greatest gift, the greatest miracle, three days later after he was dead, he rose again in power and glory, rose, left that empty tomb. He is our king and conqueror. We believe he ascended to heaven and that he's preparing a place for us. Father, may people hearing this proclaim this now and receive you, receive Jesus, receive your Holy Spirit. For those who have made the personal commitment, give them the boldness and the bravery to step out in baptism and to publicly declare it. It's a, it's a big step, Father, for us. And uh, there's, there's a humility that's needed. There's an obedience that's needed. But I pray that you would give them that, that, that willingness. They might get, uh, get baptized and publicly declare that they belong to Jesus, that their old self is gone. And Father, for those who have not yet returned to gathering and serving as your body, wherever they are, not just at Mountain View, but wherever, that they would take that step they would plant a flag and say, I'm getting out of the wilderness. I'm leaving the isolation and division. I'm, I'm going to step out in faith. Empower them with that faith. Father, please kill our fear over the things that are meaningless and that are divisive. Help our fear only be in you, Lord. And that we would be obedient and humble and we would center ourselves, that we, we really would be able to preach in our words and actions and behaviors. We'd be able to preach both the left and the right, that we might be a unifying church, that the church as a whole would be unifying and make an impact on our world. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mountain View Church Audio. If you have given your life to Jesus today or would like to join, serve, or support Mountain View Church, please let us know. Email connect at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca. That's connect at mountainviewwhitehorse.ca. Lastly, feel free to connect with us through social. Just search at Mountain View Whitehorse. Have a blessed week.